Late Nights with Sarah Jane King. Amber, thanks so much for joining us on Late Nights. It's wonderful uh, to to have you with us. Uh, and as I was saying in the intro there, you are um, somebody who performs or a, a Reiki practitioner, but for animals. How on earth did you get into doing that? Well, animals have always been my passion. And ever since I was a very little girl, I would be rescuing animals and, and finding birds that had fallen out of nests and my mom would say to me, what are you doing? And I'd say, no, I'm healing. And as soon as I could, I, I found out what I was doing, and I did courses, and I found like-minded people. So I, did, I got my master's in Usui Reiki, Karuna Reiki. I've done Latarian. I did um, my Karuna Reiki master's in Glastonbury with William Lee Rand, who was the founder of the International Reiki Association. But... You know, there are people out there that are very learned and, and experienced, but my passion is animals. So I would give anything to work with uh, wildlife that's in captivity. In Botswana, I was very lucky to work with all the horses there. And, of course, once you're working with a horse and you find out what the problems are, hmm, the riders need to come to you for Reiki. So it's, it's so rewarding. And the animals are so responsive. They pick up on this beautiful divine healing energy so quickly. Do you think that we underestimate the the sort of the, the connection, whether that be a spiritual thing or a uh, j- just an energy that animals have? Um, because I have to say, I've you know I've got a dog that I talk about incessantly on the show, and the longer that he's been with me, uh, the more I feel that I'm able to communicate with him. Once I stopped trying to communicate with him as human to human, and and now I communicate with him as human to dog, I feel like. I can I can sense so much in him and his, and what he's trying to communicate to me and and how he feels and vice versa. Absolutely, we we underestimate the power of awareness and the depth of spirit of animals. You know, I had a border collie who was my therapy dog, and he worked with me in my practice, and we communicated so easily and so well. It's I'll never get over him. I lost him at 14 and a half years old. And um, he he was like my soulmate. And he would help me with animals that came to me, other dogs that needed Reiki. And he would tell me what they needed. When people came, he would tell me, no, I'm staying in the room because they need something extra. And even with horses that I work with, even with a captive lion that I've worked with, you know, we try, we tend to think that we need to speak words to, when when communicating with animals, mm. but it's such a powerful heart connection, and animals really think and and talk in pictures, and that's why they can pick up on our emotions so quickly. Because if we send them a picture of oh dear, what are we doing now, and we we're really stressed and worried, they think okay, I'm feeling these emotions. These are the pictures I'm getting. You know. And and it, that's how they communicate. It's, and that's how Reiki works so well, is because you send such a love light from your heart to the heart of the animal, and you send peace. It's beautiful. And they pick up this energy so quickly. 
For those who may not be aware of what Reiki is, and I'm not sure I fully understand it, can you just explain what it is? What is the practice? Reiki is it's a non-invasive, non-denominational, hands-on, channeled energy. Reiki means Ray is like the power of God or the higher wisdom, and Ki is energy. And we all have energy centers. We all have, um, they call chakras, which acts like a valve, actually letting the energy life flow through you. And Reiki means that you can balance these centers, you can get rid of toxins, you can put the person or the animal into such a state of deep relaxation whilst you channel the energy. And and it's a healing energy. Plus, it almost puts the people or the, or the person you're working on into a deep meditation, which in itself is healing and while you balance and um, you can pick up various things. Look, we, with animals or people, you never profess to be a doctor or make um, a diagnosis. But the healing energy is just unbelievable. So what kind of situations would, would you be called in? I mean, I, you said that you've worked with horses, a lion in captivity. What are the situations or what are the, the, the things that somebody might phone you up and say, please, can you come and uh, help us and, and help our animal or this particular animal? Um, one of the things that come to mind quite quickly is a pony. I was called out to a pony and they said, um, the vet's just left, we've had a show actually, and the vet's just left and there's something very wrong with his pony. And the minute I saw him, I thought he, you know, he, he looked like he was battling to breathe and then I felt he was going into anaphylactic shock. So what I did was I put my hands on this pony, I channeled the energy, I used my archangels and my guides and the, the guides of the animal or the person. And I calmed him down completely. I tried to draw out the toxins. By the time the vet came back, he was munching his test net. And when I walked away, he followed me. He, you know, he was like, no, no, I want more. <laughs> it was beautiful. I worked with a lion in captivity that had been... Um, Abused, he'd been teased. Uh, they thought it was a big joke because they'd poke sticks at him and he'd throw himself against the fence and, of course, he's so huge and make all these wonderful noises and everything and they thought it was a joke. I worked on him for about two hours, three times. And I got him to the stage where he trusted me enough to let me put my hand, through, obviously, on the other side of the fence but against his, his face, and he just absorbed that, that beautiful healing energy. And every time I came, he would come and lie close to the fence. And, you know, it's so rewarding. And I tried to do the healing, and I tried to tell him that, you know, not everyone is <laughs> bad. You share, you share moments with these animals. Animals that are easier to, to treat than others, or, or should I say, any that are more challenging uh, to treat than others? Um, I think with, with abused animals, it takes a while to get them to trust you. Mm. And sometimes I have just sat on the floor with an animal, just silently sending the Reiki energy to the animal. 
not even touching because we have a distance symbol. You can work with an animal in another country. Um, and it's just that quiet sending of this healing energy to get them to trust. Most importantly, to calm down and accept the energy. What's the most challenging thing about your job? I mean, uh, you say it's, it's hugely rewarding, but we all have uh, various challenges uh, in, in our jobs. For you, what, uh, what is the most challenging? Um, when I'm working with the horses, mm. it's often the thing that has upset me is I will listen to the horse, I will treat the horse, I will discuss what I find with the, with the rider, and they say, no, that's rubbish, and they don't listen, and they just go back to square one. And the, the problem is it's a communication thing and respect. One should always respect the animal that you're working with. Absolutely. Uh, you obviously have your own animals. Do you communicate with them in the same way that you communicate with uh, the with your with your clients, as it were? No, because my dogs and my horse think, "Oh, really? Well, we know what you're thinking." <laughs> <laughs> so I think they know me too well. Mm. They know me too well. So um, when I work with other animals, it's it's clearer, and sometimes it's just quite mind mind going. Aside from the story that you just uh, just told us, what are some of the uh, more interesting or stranger experiences you've uh, you've had with uh, animals that you're treating? Um, strange, let me think. I was working with the dog once, and it it was quite funny rather than strange, but I was working, this dog was supposed to have a problem and it was very aggressive and you, they couldn't get visitors, they had to lock the dog away and everything. And when I went to, to work on the dog and calm it down and try and find out exactly what was going on, he said that, he told me that um, there was this one man that kept coming to the house and he actually couldn't stand him. You know, and he didn't want to be in his company. And you get funny stories, but um, there's been so many. I think I'm just so nervous at the moment. <laughs> you don't need to be nervous. You don't need to be nervous at all. Uh, what uh, If you could give one piece of advice to people uh, who live with animals in their lives, in terms of communicating them with them or trying to hear them, uh, what would that be? Because presumably if we all put ourselves into the right sort of space, we could all improve our contact uh, or communication with our, with our animals. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And there again, it's a matter of respect. So if you want to learn to com communicate with your animal, just sit very quietly and send the animal a picture and start asking simple questions. And normally you should try it with a friend so you could, you know, get the proof. Say a friend asks you over and you say to their animal, what's your favorite food or what is your, your special toy? Mm. And wait for the pictures to come. And you've got to trust. The most important thing you have to trust. Don't, you know, it's very easy to say, oh, I don't know where that came from. Or that's, that's with my imagination working over time. But... It's all about trust and 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 feeling, mm. feeling because I've had animals show me pictures. You know, I was called out to a horse and 
couldn't even connect to this horse because across the way was another pony. And I said to the person, please, do you mind if I speak to that pony over here? He's got something to say. And this, this pony actually showed me a movie. It was like a movie. Where he, was, where he came from, how he was found, what he had gone through. And when I shared, I was crying, and I shared this with the, with the owner, she sat on the ground and she sobbed her heart out and she said, but that's exactly where we found him. He was tied with wire. He was beaten to pieces and said we've had him three months and he still looked like that, you know. So that's how animals communicate pictures mostly. But they can break your heart, yes. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I actually, about a year ago, I think it was about a year ago, I asked an animal communicator to come to my house and, and talk talk to uh, my dog because he'd been having some sort of strange issues and, and it it seemed very unlike him. And I have to say, since she turned up and gave us some advice and, and various bits and pieces, um, those strange behaviours did stop. Now, I don't know whether that's, uh, you know, some people might say, well, that's coincidence or you did something else or the dog just happened to change. But, I mean, I certainly took heed of what... Uh, of what she'd said and uh, the strange behaviors or challenging behaviors stopped so uh, i'm i'm uh, you know i i don't need any convincing uh, as to uh, as to the validity of what it is that you're doing i'm fascinated by it uh, i'll just give out your website in case people are interested in finding out more it's amberwhispers.coza amberwhispers.coza amber it's been a pleasure to have you on the show thanks so much for talking Thank to you us very very much